This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A tough day on Wall Street was also felt in the commodity markets. The Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped more than 2,000 points today, following through on oil price drops and coronavirus concerns that began impacting the markets over the weekend. March corn finished three cents lower to 374 and a half, but March soybeans took a bigger tumble and dropped 19 and three quarters to 863 and a half. South Dakota farmer Kevin Scott is the vice president of the American Soybean Association. I mean, it could get a lot worse, but uh, this is not a typical good time to be marketing soybeans, you know, or grains for that matter. It sure doesn't make you feel good, that's for sure. Uh, we don't have to sell into this market if we don't don't need to. Some guys, uh, this is this is a time when uh, cash rents are being paid, and, and you've got expenses that have to be coming due, and if you were hoping for a good market at this time, you've really taken a hit if you have to sell to pay bills. Cattle and hog prices also finished the day lower, but wheat contracts finished the day with gains. By the way, tomorrow is report day at USDA, including the release of the Crop Production and World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates reports. The coronavirus isn't just being felt in the markets, it's also leading to event cancellations around the country. That impacted agriculture as well this week as the Consumer Federation of America said it plans to postpone their annual National Food Policy Conference that was scheduled to take place later this week. The Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee was originally scheduled to convene in Washington later this week at USDA's headquarters, but that event is now scheduled to be held exclusively via webcast. The Environmental Protection Agency will have a little more time to file an appeal in a court case critical to the biofuels industry. The Tenth Circuit Court has granted a request to delay a filing deadline until March 24th. The original cutoff was today. The decision comes after reports of EPA deciding to appeal the decision that struck down three small refinery exemptions in the Tenth Circuit's jurisdiction. Biofuel groups were hoping to see no appeal and have the ruling applied nationally, which was thought to be the administration's decision until an apparent change of heart late last week. Ex-Secretary Sonny Perdue says the additional time also could be used to reconsider the administration's decision. I think, again, it was expected that uh, this would be implemented from a nationwide perspective. And I think uh, further, we're taking a further look at that to see whether to, uh, whether to appeal the decision or not, go to the en bloc decision there. So the courts have made it pretty clear on the, on the ruling about the limitation of who's eligible for the extensions. Uh, the extensions were defined as truly an extending. They are not a new granting. There's more on the situation in our coverage on agripulse.com. Finally today, new agricultural inputs could be held up by litigation over existing technology. Brett Begaman is the chief operating officer at Bear Crop Science. Speaking on this week's open mic, he says challenges like those facing glyphosate in the court system are holding up other research and development. You know, you look at some of the situations we're in today and the amount of money we have to spend to defend positions that have been scientifically proven for 30 years and are supported by regulators around the world, inclusive of every regulator in the world, and yet we still have to spend millions of dollars defending ourselves, those dollars could be spent on R&D and driving new innovation today instead of defending what's already been proven multiple times over. He says he sees the impacts of stifling innovation around the world. 
it's actually quite disheartening when I when I see stories and I actually travel there myself to Africa and I see smallholder farmers fighting the army worm that is relatively easy to control in the Americas through genetically modified seed and, and good common insecticides and we can control that pest and, and grow our crop and there the poor African farmers uh, losing half of their crop or even more to, to a pest that we've been managing for many, many years. To hear more from Begaman, including his thoughts on a wide variety of issues facing the crop protection industry, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.